Hello and welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157. It's football season and our topic today is the team physician. I'm Dr. Sherwin Ho from the University of Chicago and my guest today is Dr. Pierce Grant. Pierce is a practicing orthopedic surgeon. He's ex-president of the NFL Physician Society and was former team physician for the Seattle Seahawks for some 17 and a half years. He's also the author of Playing Hurt, Treating and Evaluating the Warriors of the NFL. Pierce, welcome to the show, and thanks so much for taking the time to talk to our physician audience here on ReachMD. Thanks, Sherwood. Pierce, can you tell us about some of the highs and lows of being a team physician for a professional sports team? Let's let's start with the highs. What are some of your fondest or your best memories uh, during your 17 and a half years taking care of the Seahawks? I would have to say that the best memory ever was the first year that Chuck Knox joined us. I had come into the team with my partner, Walter Kringle, as the sort of the junior physician. Jack Patera had been fired as the head coach. Chuck Knox came on board, and boy, he was a real bristly, competitive, I mean, he just oozed competition. And you could see that things were going to change around there immediately. And the plans and the schemes that he put in effect over the year, along with immediately drafting Kurt Warner as a running back, uh, Chuck's nickname was Ground Chuck. He loved to have a running game, and then he'd build passing around that. We wound up finishing that season going 9-7, and seven, but through a fluke, tied with the Denver Broncos on a record and had to have a playoff. So the Broncos came into town as a, a wild card, and we wound up beating them handily, and we got momentum going, went down to Miami against Nan Marino and beat them. And the Seattle area went absolutely crazy. It was uh, kind of the most unbelievable thing that you've ever seen. I'm not sure that my hearing will ever be the same. You'd be in the kingdom and the reverberation was, you know, really at a point where it was dangerous for your ears. And it was all about us. And there was this tremendous sense of belonging to the team. That was one of the one of the best highs as being team physician and part of something really exciting and in the community. You know, I agree with that. Being a team physician myself, I think part of the joy of being a team physician and probably one of the best things about it, besides the perks of, you know, getting to go to all the games for free and getting the best seat in the house and so on and so forth. I think what we really like for those of us who've played sports is being part of the team again and being one of the guys. And, and I think for all of us, that's probably the real reason why a lot of us end up being team physicians is to be part of that team again and feeling that camaraderie and hopefully contributing to the success of the team when we, we are able to uh, get one of those uh, star athletes uh, back on the field. That's exactly right. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about some of the lows. What, what were some of your uh, low points in your 17 and a half years with the Seahawks? Well, it, it actually uh, touches immediately on what we were just talking about from the standpoint that it is great being part of the team, being part of the community, being a reflection in America on what was good about Seattle, and helping athletes to play and achieve their potential where if it hadn't been for what you did, they would not be on the field and you know you wouldn't win. And the dark side of that was when Ken Baring bought the team he really intended to take them out of state. And uh, he was a very unpopular man. He was actually a very nice man to me. He was very gracious. 
he accepted me as a doctor. I even operated on him as a patient. He was a very trusting individual, but he was also, uh, you know, a gazillionaire, and this was his team, and it was his intention to take it to California. And he kind of affected a series of actions that emptied out the, you know, the, the Seahawks stadium was booked up uh, with a waiting list for 10 years to get tickets. And in about two years, the stadium wasn't full, and you know he was threatening to leave because Seattle wouldn't support him. And then, in fact, uh, in the middle of the night at 1 o'clock in the morning, moving vans came up, and the team moved to California, started holding practices there. It was a very awkward time. You know, They literally slunk out of town at, at midnight, and everyone in management who was afraid of being fired and losing their jobs was sort of walking around you know, with this kind of very weird brook trout look, like, uh, uh, I think this is cool. Aren't we happy about it? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it, was, it, was, it was a huge embarrassment. And then in the middle of all this, uh, we got a phone call from Los Angeles uh, saying, say, you know, we don't have any doctors, and uh, we do have combined physicals coming up in Indianapolis, so how about you guys go to Indianapolis and you know, examine those athletes for us? And it was it was pretty surreal with a guy who was being vilified in the newspapers and hated. And, you know, you really didn't want to be associated with it. It was the exact opposite of what we had experienced just years before. So that was probably the low light of my NFL experience. And at that time, Commissioner Tagliabue stepped in and told Baring that if the team wasn't returned immediately to Seattle, and a buyer found uh, he was going to be fined $50,000 a day. And that sort of ended this charade, and Ken Baring walked away from the team $100 million richer. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was interesting. A low point uh, for you. Uh, yeah. Not too low of a point for Mr. Baring. No. <laughs> $150 million later. <laughs> If you're just joining us, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. This is the Sports Medicine Show, and our topic today is the team physician. I'm Dr. Sherwin Ho, and my interview guest today is Dr. Pierce Scranton, who was team physician for the Seattle Seahawks for the past 17 and a half years, and author of Playing Hurt, Treating and Evaluating the Warriors of the NFL. Back to the topic of being a team physician uh, Pierce, you know, we talked about perhaps some of the low points. I think most of us as team physicians, one of our greatest fears is that we're going to fail as a physician with one of these high-profile or important athletes. And in our case, of course, surgically, we all dread the poor outcome, and we have them. I mean, there's no no avoiding them that uh, some cases won't go well. How do you deal with that type of um, outcome? Well, that's a, that's a very important question, and uh, there have been times, you know, you, you can't uh, always dodge bullets, and times when uh, events don't come out the way you would want them to come out, uh, you know, when a fracture uh, turns out to be an interarticular tibial plateau fracture and you put it back, but now the, the athlete has terrible arthritis and, you know, can't come back. I remember one moment in time, where I went through absolute abject terror and thought I would have to leave town. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was, uh, it was in the, uh, the high-profile athlete, Kurt Warner, 
who I had reconstructed his ACL, and these were back in the days when you made big open incisions and transferred tendons and did all kinds of things, and we had him in a big dressing. And for three days, Kurt had really had a great deal of psychiatric difficulty in dealing with the fact he had been hurt and that he would be lost for the season. He had never been hurt in his life. And he is a wonderful human being, but he just basically went through a period of withdrawal and wanting to remove himself from it. So the general manager called me up and said, Pierce, there's something wrong with Kurt. There has to be something wrong with Kurt. He won't speak to me. He says he's in constant pain and he can't stand it. And I was sitting in my office when I took this phone call, and suddenly it dawned on me, he could have a compartment syndrome. He oh. could. It's, it's the <laughs> third day post-op. He will have dead muscles in his leg. It's too late. I'll go up there, and his leg's going to be dead. I'll have to leave town. Oh. My life is over. <laughs> and I've been there. <laughs> my partner, who was sitting in there talking with me as I took this phone call, said that I turned white and that beads of sweat came out on my forehead, and I put the phone down, and I said, Walt, I have to leave right now. And I ran three blocks. I didn't even bother getting in my car. I ran three blocks to the hospital, sprinted up the stairs, grabbed bandage scissors from the nurse, ran to his room, cut the bandages off, and his leg was completely normal. (laughs) (laughs) And then I looked at him, I said, you miserable jerk you're going to get better starting now <laughs> well, I, I, you know i i'm taking care of these high profile and these these wonderful athletes is uh, both a blessing and a curse for one thing our skills are put to the ultimate test these guys are going to put the ultimate stress on our repairs uh, you know our fixes and so on and so forth you know but what greater reward than to see someone like kurt warner return to all pro status i mean that's that's the high I think most of us do take care of professional athletes. That's that's the high that we get. It really is. And uh, when uh, I reconstructed Garrison Hurst's ankle, I flew down for their uh, season opener, and Garrison was instrumental in their win. Uh, Mariucci gave him a game ball and just said, great to have you back. And I was in the locker room at that time, it was, you know, for me emotionally, one of the best things that had ever happened to me as well, being a team physician, but also being uh, able to operate at a very high level of skill and making a difference to someone so that they could reach their athletic potential. That was very rewarding and a high point of my athletic and medical career. And would you say in your 17 years with the Seahawks, what would be your best memory? Would that be your best memory or your best accomplishment? Uh I would say most most people in the Seattle area remember me as the doctor that, that brought Kurt Warner back, something that had not been done before. You know, Gail Saris had blown out his knee, didn't come back. Billy Sims, the same time with the Detroit Lions, blew out his knee, didn't come back. And a guy named Andrews from the Atlanta Falcons blew out his knee, didn't come back. And Kurt came back. And so I felt like I had accomplished something that no one really had accomplished before, and it was a team effort, too. It's a, it's a partnership. We had a great trainer, Jimmy Weitzel. Kurt absolutely was religious in his uh, devotion to rehabilitation. And I think that uh, I've 
told everybody that I've ever operated on since when we have surgery, it's a partnership, and, and we all have to be on board. And I learned a lot from that about myself and and also uh, about how to take care of people. So I think I'm a better surgeon for the trial of fire that I went through. But like I also said, the NFL has changed so much now, I wouldn't repeat it for anything either. Ah, <laughs> <For the laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Pierce, I want to thank you again for being my guest on ReachMD. This has been the Sports Medicine Show on ReachMD XM157. My guest has been Dr. Pierce Scranton. A former team physician for the Seattle Seahawks and author of Playing Hurt, Treating and Evaluating the Warriors of the NFL. We plan to have Dr. Scranton back as a guest on a future show to discuss his most recent book, Death on the Learning Curve. Uh, Pierce, thanks again. To our audience, we hope you'll be able to join us on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. For questions and comments, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com or visit us at reachmd.com. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>